Hello, hello, good afternoon, queens, ladies, all across the nation, wherever you are tuning in from. I am Jacqueline Kabai Harrison, your host for A Queen's Roundtable Show, which happens every second and fourth Sunday of the month. I bring to you an entrepreneur, and she could be, I, I bring all types of coaches, consultants from all different types of backgrounds, all for us to be inspired, be encouraged as well as take away some excellent tips in order for us to be more successful in our coaching and or consulting businesses. Thank you so much for joining us live. And for those that will catch the replay, we thank you. Thank you for being here with us. And also those that catch the replay, make sure you leave whatever questions or comments you have. We will definitely answer them for you. So Without further ado, I am going to allow my guest to, to uh, I'm sorry, guys, we, we kind of had a bit of a moment here. We had some tech things going on, so forgive me, <laughs> I'm mixing up my words, but I'm going to let my guest introduce herself. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for sharing this space and this time with us. My name is Tilanda Beek. I serve as a liberation and transformation coach. I'm based in the UK. And I provide one-to-one -one as well as group coaching and consultancy. And it's a pleasure to be here with you guys. Wow. Excellent. Excellent. Ladies, I am just sharing out. So just give me a quick moment here. All right. All right. I am so excited that you are here with us today. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Like, for example, were you born in the UK? Um, like, do you come from a large family? And then kind of segue into the why behind your business and how everything got started. Oh, <laughs> all, all in one. Okay, so I was not born in the UK. I was born in the Caribbean islands and the Grenadines, which is made up of 32 islands and Ks. I am part of a large family. I am the last of eight children. <laughs> I'm the youngest of eight. And I moved to the UK at a very tender age. And we'll cover that as we, as we go through the course of the interview. But I moved to the UK at a tender age. And I've been here for almost two decades. I just can't believe how quickly the time has gone. So the why behind my business. I've faced a lot, of, a lot, a lot, a lot of challenges. And for me, uh, the challenges I faced, I had to face most of them alone. And so I do what I do because I want to empower women and give them the safe space to heal, to grow and to become the best of who they are. Because I didn't have that. So I'm giving to my clients what I didn't have, but wish that I had. So that's the why behind what I do. OK. And tell us a little more specifically, like give us the name of your business and what you do and how you serve, like who your target population is. So my coaching practice is called Thrive to Flourish, and I serve predominantly professional and entrepreneurial women. To do is to unlock their greatness by removing the mask, reconnecting with their true self, learning to honor themselves and others, and so thereby honoring life by living life fully and freely on their terms, which is, <laughs> points to the topic for tonight, freedom. I love that. I love it. I am so excited to uh, hear that because I, I, I think that this is so needed. And I like how you phrased it, like removing the mask, right? Because I think so, yeah. so often we, we live behind that mask. And that for some of you, you might hear that and that may resonate, 
right away. You know what she means. And if it doesn't, if, if it doesn't resonate right away, we will definitely, she's going to get more into that and let you know exactly um, what she means by that living behind the mask. I mean, it definitely hits me. I, I, I know what you're talking about right off the top. So I am so excited, so excited. So that tells us a little bit about you as a person and your why behind your business. And we have a little bit more of an understanding about what you do and how you and who you service, which is wonderful. Excellent, excellent. So before we dive in, tell us something interesting about yourself. <laughs> um, so I, a lot of people say that I look young for my age. A lot of people won't believe my age, mm -hmm. but I've lived um, a full life. <laughs> and I only realized a couple of years ago that I was living what I now understand to be freely. I've lived it all my life, which is what brought me to the UK. Um, an interesting fact about me is that I've climbed uh, an active volcano twice, not while it's erupting, but one that is not dormant. Um, we have an active volcano in St. Vincent. I've, I've scaled it twice. So. You have <laughs> not many people where is it Where is it's it in St. Vincent. St. Oh Vincent? Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I have to admit, I've <laughs> never, ever, ever met anyone or interviewed anyone that has done that. So. Thank you so much for sharing. Wow, that that really speaks to you being an event, having an adventurous spirit. Absolutely, very adventurous spirit. So, let's talk a little bit about your some of your challenges. Now, I, you know, I know you're not going to get into every one of them, but mm -hmm. whichever one you you feel comfortable sharing with our audience, could you talk to us a little bit more in detail about that challenge and how you? addressed it, I guess, effectively addressed it so that it did not prevent you from, you know, basically living out your dreams. Mm -hmm. So, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to say, okay, so I would say one of the biggest catalysts in my life has been, um, so I left the UK, left home to join, to come to the UK to join the British Army. So I've, I've completed seven years of military service. And unfortunately, towards the end of my career, I, I got I had my daughter and I had literally to choose because of discrimination. I had to choose between my truth and my, raising my daughter and remaining in the career that I came to the UK to undertake. Mm -hmm. That was pretty challenging. And having having been forced essentially to leave that career. I then had, I did spiral into a period of depression, but I had to look inwards and see where I could find the strength to go on to rebuild my life, to reinvent myself, which is what I now help my clients to do. And so for me, it was about record. There was more just that one career part that I had, had chosen for myself. And even though everyone thought this was for you or this is what you need to be doing and you need to be doing it this way, it didn't align with what mattered to me. It didn't align with my values. And so I had to literally fight the system, which meant that when it came to starting over, it wasn't easy to find new employment. So I was, I faced long-term unemployment, I faced depression, but it was about working through those, those stages in life, knowing that I am worthy, that I have infinite strength and power in me, and I could always choose to recreate myself. And so that's the approach that I take in working with my clients is helping them tap into that power to create a life of their own. Yes, I love it. 
I love it. Let me just say a couple of things. I'm, I see Miss Lanita out there, and I think it's Miss uh, Brittany. It's just that some, sometimes, ladies, your, your picture will pop up, but maybe if you don't make a comment, I may not I may not know exactly who it is. And I don't want to say somebody's name is not there, but I believe it's, I, I think it's Brittany. I think I recognize your picture. And Miss Lanita, thank you, ladies, for joining us on this. And I see some other people have joined, but whoever's, whoever else joined, I just don't, don't actually see your name, but thank you for joining us. We're so super excited that you have decided to join us on this Sunday. So what, and what I wanted to ask you, so now when you were in the, in the uh, military and that's, and I had no idea, <laughs> and I had no idea you had a daughter. How old is your daughter? My daughter's 14. Oh, she's a teenager. Oh, that's so sweet. I don't know for the little teenager. <laughs> a teenager. Yeah, my, my son is like eight going on 15. So um that that's excellent. That you know that that's wonderful. But now when you say you had to choose, so meaning that once you became pregnant, they didn't allow you to keep your position that, that you were in in oh. the army or no, so I so I had I gave birth to my daughter, and the intention was that mm -hmm. my sister from back home would come to stay with me. But because of the way the system was set up, it didn't allow for um, my sister to do that because I was not born in the UK. So there was some discrimination on that ground, and they were oh, reluctant okay. to make adjustments. And so I had to literally put my hands up and say, "Well." This, I literally had to speak my truth, which meant going through the whole tribunal process, legal process, which um, attracted some unpleasant, <laughs> unpleasant feedback and, uh, and backlash. But, okay. you know, for me, it was about standing in my truth and, and what, what I held most valuable, which at the time and still is to me, it's about standing in integrity and your truth. So that's the process. That's the route that I had to take. <laughs> okay. I get you. Okay. I understand now. Okay. Okay. All right. So now you got a 14 year old and you're running your, your business, helping other women to, to read, I guess, redefine themselves and, and, and yeah. to operate freely. Oh, is that what you, is that the word you use? It, freely? It is, yes. Okay. Free, freely. Wow. Freedom is a big part of it. Yes. Personal freedom. Personal freedom. Wow. Yeah. And that, that is so powerful, right? Personal freedom. So let me ask you this. How do you practice good self-care? I practice good self-care because I have, so I give myself the first two hours of my day every day. And I do that because, you know, it's so, so the life these days is so hectic and it's so easy to lose yourself. You might get up and start checking your emails and realize, oh, there's an emergency on at work or with the family. And so you lose yourself. And by the time you look at it, it's time to sleep again and you haven't stopped to really look after yourself. So I always practice a couple of hours of my day at a very minimum. Sometimes I take three, <laughs> but I, I aim wow, for at least two hours. That? So how do you manage I'm, I'm, I'm an early bird, so I'm up by four at the latest in the morning. And that allows me time to do prayers and meditation, my journaling and a short workout. And it means that by the time day breaks, <laughs> I've already <laughs> I've already nourished every aspect of me. So I've nourished myself physically, spiritually, emotionally and mentally. So whatever the day throws at me, I'm in a space where I can say, okay, at least I've done something for myself today. Wow. You know, that is, 
That is phenomenal. And you do that daily? Yep. Wow. Regardless of what time during the week, I'm up by four on a weekend. I tend to get up a little bit later, but regardless to what time I awake, I always give myself that first two hours. Wow. Hmm. It's life changing. <laughs> wow. And how long have you been doing that? Oh, I would say for the past two and a half years, two and a half, three wow. years. Mm. I got to pause on that one. That is amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that, that's really amazing. You know, that is, I, I have to honestly say, that is the most, that's the best I've, I've, I've heard thus far in terms of self-care. You know, because gotta, I know we all talk about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's right, so easy to say, it's so easy to say self-care, but practicing it. And I think a lot of people think of self-care and they think about going to the spa and getting your nails done. But there's so much more to self-care than just those things. It's yeah. a lot deeper than those things. And so, so I think a lot of people think of doing those things and they figure I don't have the time to do those things. But taking time out to read a book, taking time out to have a bath by candlelight, if that's your thing, mm -hmm. or taking time out to just listen to your favorite album, whatever it may be. But those, those simple things, ways in which you can nourish yourself. And that's what self-care is all about. It's about nourishing you, you so that you can then show up fully for your family, for yourself, for your business or whatever it is that you have going on, if you if that be your career, but it, you can't give what you don't have. So yep, essentially, if you're, if you're caring for someone else, but you're not caring for you, you're actually sacrificing yourself. So is what you're doing actually care? That's, that's a question for another day, I suppose. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. And, and the reason that I, I, I like to talk about it is because I think, like you said, it's so easy to say, oh, you yeah, have self-care, self-care. You know, I practice self-care. But you have to really acknowledge that self-care is different for everyone and that it's easy to put that on the back burner, which is why we have to always talk about it and be aware of mm -hmm. it, right, and actually do it because it is easy to get up running. That's what I call it, get up running. You know, <laughs> oh, you're getting up, uh, okay, you, you know, getting this person off to school and maybe working, you know, maybe for those of us that, you know, have a, you know, have a full-time job in our business, yeah. you know, or maybe we're, we're caring for an elderly parent. Maybe we have, you know, other community responsibilities, like maybe for the church or, you know, whatever other organizations you belong to. And it's so yeah. easy just to get going, get going, you know, oh, I'll do that later. I'll do that later. Right. And later could be you crashing because you, mm -hmm. didn't listen to anybody, you didn't do it. Now you just can't do yeah. nothing else, period. You know what I mean? And and that's not, Absolutely. you know, self-care is not go, go, go until you burn out and just crash. You know what I mean? Mm -mm -mm. So it, it, it's yeah. important to actually have a regimen, you know, and I say a regimen or a routine because that is how we, or that's how I ensure that I do it. You know what I mean? Because you Absolutely. have to do it. Because just like you said earlier, you can't give what you don't have. And that is not, how can you pour out to other people Right, and it's different for everybody, and it doesn't necessarily mean going to get your nails done or getting your hair done. Of course, those are things that we enjoy that make us feel good, you know. But yeah. it's really about. I think I interviewed one of the person. I can't even remember who it is, but she made the comment or the statement that it's like replenishing from the in, replenishing on the inside, and I really like mm. that. That really resonated with me, you know. And I was like, wow. And like you said, that could be 
taking a bubble bath or, you know, having some aromatherapy in the bath or it mm-hmm. can even be something, something, it doesn't have to cost anything, right? It can exactly. be something as simple as, like, <laughs> I, I love doing crosswords, you know, the basic old school, you know, get, get your pen out, you circle that word, like, yeah. I enjoy that. You know, even if it's doing that or if you knit or if you use those adult coloring books like my cousins, mm. they literally like, have you ever heard of painting with a twist where you go and they give you the, you know, the, the little the um, number guy. chart? Yeah. And, and you and you draw everyone, not draw, I'm sorry, yeah. you paint. They they do that at home. They have a whole setup at home and that's therapeutic <laughs> for them. You know what I mean? So whatever it cool. is, ladies, whatever it is, make sure you're practicing good self-care. Okay. So I'd like to ask you now, is what advice would you give to a younger version of yourself? <laughs> I'm not sure I'm allowed to say. I'm probably going to make everyone rebel. But I will literally tell myself to live full, live free. Live your truth, speak your truth, whatever it is. Okay. I mean, that's 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 the key to freedom. If you're not speaking or living your truth, then it means you're living for someone else, whether you care to accept that or not. But essentially, if you're doing anything except it's in your truth, then it's for the benefit of someone else. So I would say, live your truth, speak your truth. Okay. So and, I'm not going to ask- life, let, let life take you where it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm not going to ask any more questions about about that or you, you to elaborate because I would I would think that with your topic, you're going to elaborate on that a lot more. Correct. So this is correct. an excellent time to segue into that. <laughs> Let the ladies know what your topic is and just take it away. We're ready. So my topic for tonight is freedom, alignment for balance, peace and fulfillment. And the reason that topic, I, I wanted to draw as many elements into it as possible. So I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I just wanted to highlight um, a couple of areas. Well, I say a couple. Of, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. A few areas where we tend to sort of like um, give up or sacrifice our freedom. So um, that's my topic for tonight. Freedom, alignment for balance, peace and fulfillment. And I would caveat that to say that freedom balance, peace, and fulfillment is going to be very different for everyone, which is why I mentioned personal freedom earlier on, because my work is very personal. I don't do anything that's cookie cutter because I realize that your journey is different from mine and it would be different from your sister or your brother, if you, even if you were an identical twin. So it's all about personal freedom. So how do you define freedom? I can't define freedom for you, unfortunately. I can only help you discover (laughs) what freedom means. And so I would start by telling you that you are free. But the question is, are you choosing to exercise that freedom? You are free, but are you choosing to exercise that freedom? So whether you feel like you're exercising your freedom or whether you can think of any specific challenges that may be hindering you from exercising the freedom that you desire for yourself. So when we talk about freedom, I, 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 call, I refer to myself as a liberation and a transformation coach with the view that if I know there's lots of transformation coach out there, but for me, if you're changing something, but you're doing so from a place of 
limitation, a place of restriction, a place of where you're probably imprisoned, then how much value or meaning are those transformations going to have? How well are you going to be able to sustain those transformations? So which is the reason why I do my work the way I do. I help my clients to break free into their truth and then define what transformation they desire. So we, we live in a, we, we, we talked, we talked about self-care and the need for it based on the fact that life is so hectic. Society has placed so many obligations and duties and some people have some to-do list that reduced no matter how many hours a day they work. So it's like a, a vicious cycle, right? So when you see those obligations and those duties that society places on you, those are based on what I refer to as social norms. And they can vary. They can be from your family. They can be from your career, from your business, from your children. Everyone ha everybody wants a piece of you. And what you find is that too often we get caught in a place where our lives are segmented. So you, we, you've probably heard of the term compartmentalize. So you've got different segments of you different all over the place and everybody wants a piece of you so your your job is competing for time with your family it your family is competing to get the same time that your job wants that your parents want that your business requires if you're going to make it grow so it's like where do you go so you're constantly torn apart and so in place of instead of having joy and freedom and being spontaneous and sort of like having the space to show yourself and your family love, you're in a place where you're feeling pressured, where you're stressed, where you have these uh, uh, problems, you know, anxiety, depression, fear. You may feel guilty when you have to work instead of spending time with your family. And then you may spend time with your family. You're still feeling guilty that you're not working enough. So it's about, you know, it's about con that constant battle or that sense of confusion, that sort of, you know, you're frustrated because you're not quite sure which way to turn. And so you lose, you lose, you, the more you give of yourself to whether it be organization or others, you're giving up bits of your freedom. You're giving up bits of you, essentially, bits of your ability to choose for you. So every expectation that you're, you're, you're subjecting yourself to, that you're fighting to meet, that is you actually giving up a part of your freedom. So what does that mean for you? It means that you're choosing, but you're not choosing you. Okay. So you're making choices, but you're not making choices for you. You're not making choices that support your freedom. You're not making choices that support or give you room to flourish creatively. You're not making choices that allow you to have the balance or the peace that you desire. And with the confusion, your sense of meaning falls away. So there's no fulfillment because you, you don't, can't even find meaning with everything that's going on. So let, let me know if that resonates with you. Is there anything in your life right now that you feel is sort of like a choice that you have not necessarily made consciously, but you find yourself having to live up to? So let me know in the comments. So that's how we lose our friends because we lose, we lose our freedom because life is fragmented. We have everything that's disjointed. There's no sense of harmony. There's confusion. There's frustration. And so we, we're battling for, for freedom. We're battling for balance. We're battling to, for that sense of peace and fulfillment. So I'm going to cover a few points, a few things that emotionally 
that based on my experience um, held me back or prevent that I needed to overcome, I would say, in order to become free or to live freely. So when I was 19, when I was 18 years of age, I, um, that's when I decided to leave my homeland and come to the UK. So that's pretty young. So by the time I was 19, I was living in the UK, thousands of miles from my immediate family. And then when it came to the point where what I thought was going to be my future turned out to not be the case, you could imagine how deeply that hurt emotionally, how deeply that hurt financially, because my source of income was essentially gone. So I was literally at my wit's end. So talk about anxiety. <laughs> that was like major anxiety and depression all rolled into one. So there's a few things that I had to overcome. So anxiety being one of them to one point being bored. <laughs> yes, boredom was one of them. Oh, boredom. Okay. Bored. Yeah. So boredom came in fear kicked in and then I got to a stage where I was constantly and I mean constantly complaining so those are the few those are the four things that I think once I was able to move past them I was able to really live freely because I think I'd always been a free spirit because at 18 deciding to move away from home that was me making a choice because I was adventurous I wanted to travel I wanted to see new places and that was a way for me to do it. And I didn't leave that choice to anyone. I took responsibility and acted. So that was my first real big <laughs> demonstration of freedom, although I didn't know it then. But then when I lost that opportunity and I had to pivot, which I've come to master, <laughs> then it meant that I needed to overcome anxiety. And for me, I was anxious because I felt powerless. I felt like I didn't have a choice. And because I felt so powerless, I was choosing not to choose without realizing that that was a choice in itself and so I chose to be powerless I chose to be the victim I don't know if you can relate to that sort of victim mentality where everything that goes wrong is down to someone else or something else except you so this is where reflection comes and looking inward comes comes in and so I would say once you get from that place where you're constantly blaming. I had to then make a decision to act. So that's how I moved from, from being anxious, from feeling powerless. I then moved to a space where I decided that I needed to act in order to make change. So that's the tool. So if you're in a space where you're anxious, it's about working through whatever is going on. And I'm not going to tell you to leave that on, on result, but it's about working through it to a space where you are able to act on it. So act in a way that is in alignment with you, not based on anybody else's expectation. So action is what I would recommend as a tool to resolve anxiety. Get into a place where you can act, even if it's the babyest of steps, then that's the, that's, that's the first thing that you need to do. Then because, like I said, I mentioned um, some unpleasant backlash from the whole legal case with the British Army. And as a result of that, I felt alienated. I felt like I didn't belong. And because I felt alienated, I withdrew. You know, and that led me to becoming. How did your family respond to you leaving initially to, to at 18? And how did they respond when the issue as you were going through? all of this with the army, British army. 
So when when I left home, my my mom was quite supportive. I think her only worry was the fact that I have always been headstrong. <laughs> so I've always known my own mind. <laughs> and I remember the morning that I was leaving home, she she turned to me and said, "You do know that they have rules and regulations that you have to abide by." <laughs> And I said, yes, I do. She said, are you sure that's for you? And I was like, yes, I'm sure. So that was me giving up unknowingly, although the decision and taking responsibility for that choice was me exercising my freedom. I do think that in some ways going into the army, the military being what it is, was in some ways me actually sacrificing a part of my freedom because some of the opinions I held I clearly couldn't express them freely, <laughs> freely and in things like that. So in some way, in some ways it was giving up some of my freedom. Yes. But it was exposing me to another part, something that meant a bit more to me. So it's about expressing some opinions, having the opportunity to interact with a wider cross section of people, seeing new countries, having new cultural experiences. So it was about weighing it up and which is where knowing what matters to you comes in, because if you're doing what matters most to you, then you're all good. <laughs> So my family was quite supportive when I left. However, when the whole um, when the whole thing with the army became known, because it had been going on for a while before before they knew, because I used to be in a space where I was reluctant to get help. Yes, I used to be one of those people. <laughs> so I was I I just hoped that it would blow over without becoming what it eventually became. And when it did become what it did become, they um they were quite supportive as well. Surprised, but supportive because I didn't let on that anything was wrong. It was, uh, they say over here in the UK, a stiff upper lip, um, chin up. And it was literally just about keeping going regardless of what was going on. So essentially at that time, I was, a func func I was having functional depression. So I was functioning depressed, but... It was forcing me to function at a very high level because I had to take care of my daughter. I had to make sure that everybody was looked after back home. <laughs> so, but no, my family was supportive th throughout throughout the period, and they still are today. And I love them to bits. They're a part of my why. <laughs> okay. So I'm not sure if I've covered everything. Let me know if I've cut. I've missed any thing that you asked in the question it was oh. I think it was around my family's reaction yeah, yeah you to, to the military I situation just, I was just curious as to how they you know how they how they responded to you initially leaving and you know to the turbulence or yeah turbulence I guess with the army once you got pregnant and so forth you know you know wanted to have someone come and help out and everything I just was okay. curious to know like how they responded so yes you answered okay <laughs> cool <laughs> <laughs> so you go 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 ahead though because i interrupted you you yeah so i was talking i was talking about boredom and the fact that i felt alienated and therefore like i didn't matter and then i would like and i would link that to the fact that you know sometimes you find yourself in an organization that is so big that you become just a number or whatever they used to recognize you and so chances are that you feel 
undervalued or like you don't quite fit in or you don't recognize the value that you're adding to the organization. And what that means is that you no longer have control because you're living with that expectation. They have these expectations to offer you. And so you're obligated to meet them so that you can get paid. And so that leads me to the next part where you're so fearful of acting, where you're so fearful of the freedom that you desire, <laughs> because you may know that a job is not for you because I could have easily, my choice was to essentially send my daughter back to St. Vincent's or raise her myself. And it would have been so easy to send her back and keep my career and sometimes we hold on to jobs that are not in alignment with our values that don't that don't allow us to essentially live the life that we desire and if that is you all you have to do is push past that fear that fear of freedom that fear of losing control you know something I that I was guilty of that for a long time I needed to know what was happening next, what was happening next. I needed that sense of control. And sometimes that alone cripples you because you're fearful of the unknown. You're fearful to trust yourself. You're fearful of what if I take a risk on myself and it doesn't pay off? What is gonna happen next? You know, when you let fear control you, you allow other people to control you. Because if you're in your career, you're fearful of you losing your job. So you're gonna do everything that your boss requires of you if you're in a relationship that isn't working you're so fearful of being alone maybe or you're fearful of how people will judge you if your marriage breaks down that you will even though if you're unhappy in some instances if you're facing whether physical or emotional abuse not because you want to not because you don't want freedom but because you are afraid because you are allowing fear to cripple you and people use that as a control tool so because you're a mortgage or you've got kids they're gonna squeeze every last pound or dollar out of you you allowing them to do so because as long as they know you're fearful they're gonna use that to to cripple you they're gonna use that to control you so they use it as a control tool and in turn by you succumbing to fear you're allowing yourself to be controlled you're continuing to give up your freedom out of fear how do you resolve that it's all so you can see that all these things are, are tied to your mind right so all of these uh, are forged in your mind so when you're in a space where you're fearful it's about switching your state of mind i call it mind flex a lot of people talk about mindset but i think one of the big things <laughs> i i sort of switch it up because oh it's so hard to change your mindset it's so hard to change the way that you think based on your own past experiences etc and so it's about introducing that approach that allows you to have flexibility because once it's set you it's so difficult to sort of like excavate it and then fill it in with new stuff so it's about introducing a new chemical <laughs> to make it a lot more pliable so you can shape it in a way that supports you and your freedom and your fulfillment and give you that sense of balance so it's about getting into a space where where you change your state of mind so if it is that you need to look at your circle and get more people to support you if it's about getting a coach if it's about getting a therapist you know what is required to help you change your mindset so whatever it is I will urge you if you're watching even if it's on the replay get help get support 
it's necessary it's necessary because it took me a lot longer doing it on my own when I went through it than it would if I had support because I had to literally work through everything on my own so if you're in that space where you know you desire freedom but fear is holding you back I would say step out on faith and ask somebody for help ask somebody for support because that would be life-changing it allows you that safe space to sort of look back and see where you are and where you want to go so that's my encouragement on that note and like I said I used to be a big complainer we're fearful right so I could have stayed in the army I've done it before when you're in a situation and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of like imprisoning it, you know, it's restrictive and you know, it's not what you want, but what you do instead of taking action is you complain, you complain and you moan. You, I've been that friend where every time I called someone, it was about what was wrong. <laughs> and okay. sometimes that, that is one way that we give up our power. We don't take action, but we will take the time and the energy and we will moan and we will complain. And that is a shirking responsibility. That is a shirking responsibility and giving it to others because we will complain, oh, my job sucks. I never have time to do anything for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm always working. I'm always running to activities with the kids. I'm always doing this or I'm always doing that. Oh, I don't do this or I don't do that. You are the common factor in all of these. But you still, you're not, you're waiting for somebody to come in miraculously and save you and change your circumstances when you're not looking at um, how, what can I do? You're not asking for advice. You're not asking for solutions. You're not asking for support. You're just talking about the thing that you don't want. <laughs> so it's about, yes, it's okay to say something is wrong, but it's about asking for help, asking suggestion, taking ownership of what is wrong, and then making a choice to change it. So it's so about taking, I'm going to say that again. It's about okay. taking ownership of what is wrong, what is keeping you from your freedom, what is keeping you from balance, what is keeping you from peace and fulfillment, taking ownership of what it looks, whatever it looks like, taking ownership of it and then making a choice to change it. Okay. It's not going to change without you doing that. It doesn't matter how much, how many webinars, it doesn't matter how many books you read, you have to make that choice. Right. Karen, I know you're going to no, say so something, you, Jackie. <laughs> so, you, so you were stressing that when you like, you know, and, and I think there's a lot of lot of people out there, you know, my, my, myself included. And, you know, I, I've done that before, too, in terms of like complaining, you know, mm -hmm. complaining and, and not being happy with your situation. But mm. you have to make a choice. You can't just complain and just kind of sit back and just expect for mm. like, like basically keep keep doing the same thing, which is going yep. to that job, <laughs> associate with those same people, stand in that same relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And complaining and not making any or not taking any action to 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 do things differently, right? Or to to to, to change anything that exactly. that there's not going to be. You're not just going to wake up the next day and just miraculously you know, things are just going to work themselves out or just change on mm -hmm. their own without taking any responsibility for it and actually making that decision 
to change. Yeah. Right. And to begin Absolutely. to put things in place, you know, to 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 serve as a catalyst or to facilitate that change. Right. Uh, exactly. Exactly. So you have to take action. And I normally say so much in your your, your life can only hold so much in your immediate space right so if what you are seeing you could you will see what's in your immediate view so if what you're seeing is all negative then it's for you it's not going to change unless you uproot it throw it out and bring in the stuff that you want to see it's it's not it's just going to remain the same so your vision will continue to be the things that you don't want in your life so it's about you taking ownership you taking responsibility, taking responsibility of your life, taking responsibility of your work, taking responsibility of your leisure, the time that you spend with your family, until you take responsibility and determine how you weigh them together to give you balance, not to give me or anybody else, until you take responsibility, then you don't find balance. And as long as your life is fragmenting, you're not going to have peace. So you need balance in order to get peace and then find meaning in your life. So it's, it's all, it all fits together. It's all holistic. One doesn't come without the other. You can't have peace if you don't have balance. You can't have balance and not have peace. You can't have peace and not find fulfillment and balance on the either side of that. So it's about you taking ownership of all those areas of your life and figuring out how they fit together best that suits you, how you want your life to be, what you want your life to be about, what your values are, are they reflected in the life you're living now? <laughs> you know, those are all things that I, I work on to support my, support my clients in discovering and then reshaping their lives accordingly. So those are the four things. So we talked about the anxiety. We talked about boredom. We talked about fear and we talked about complaining and the need for us to essentially take action and, and responsibility for our lives. And that's all I have so, for you, unless you have any questions. So, you know, so let's just say there's individuals listening or that mm -hmm. will be listening that know that they're not not satisfied know that a lot of that applies to them in terms of not mm -hmm. practicing your self-care um you know the anxiety um maybe you know the, the the boredom the complaining and just knowing that they're not in a good space right mm -hmm. but now they they hear this and they're like wow yes this is it this is it you know she's speaking to me you know this really resonates with me so i know that that the work that you do, I know it doesn't happen overnight, right? Helping people. No, 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 Does not happen overnight. I know that. <laughs> so, but let's just say if you listen to this and they want to, what can they take away from this? Like what, what, what small or, or first step can they take away from this and begin to start, you know, put, putting things in place? Can they start to, either, you know, taking acceptance and, 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 and then what, like, what, what can they do? Like what small step can they do on their own? Now keep, keep, keep in mind, you know, a lot, a lot of us may have a multitude of things, you know, systems that are broken and that, you know what I mean? Because we didn't get here overnight. 
you know, so it, it's a multitude that of things. <laughs> and some people may know that they're not happy, but they feel overwhelmed. You know, they feel overwhelmed. They know things need to change, but they don't really know, you know, what what can they do first? You know, and, and I know, ladies, everything has, you know, everything is small steps. You're not, you know what I mean? It's not, you're not, there's no magic wine. There's no magic potion. You know, the work has to be done. But what can yes. they take away that they could start maybe working on today to be able to, you know, tackle this 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 process to actually being being free? I would say, I would say the first thing I would say is the world, you're not crazy. There's nothing wrong with you. You're perfectly fine. The world is crazy. And on that basis, my advice to you would be to choose you. So the world is crazy. It's a whirlwind. And in the middle of that whirlwind, you find yourself. And all you can do is choose you. When it comes to a choice between whatever and your peace, choose you. When it comes between whatever and your balance, choose you. When it comes between whatever and your fulfillment, fulfillment and your meaning and your purpose choose you if you always choose you you would always be full you will always be overflowing and you would always be able to okay okay i uh, i was going to say something and i started look, looking at the time but i know we we started i think we we, we started a, a few minutes behind so we have a little more time um because this usually comes up too when we start, you know, whenever I have an interview with someone, right? Because I interview all women. So it always comes up the feeling of feeling like we're being selfish. Because, you know, a lot of times, and that's like a big thing with, with us with self-care, right? Is about choosing you. You know, and I and I, I think society, you know, tells us that. And I, I'm not exactly sure how it is in, in, in the UK, but I know here within the United States, it's like we're constantly told that that we're, we're basically just supposed to take care of everyone else, right? We're just supposed to kind of suck it up. We're not supposed to say, hey, I need a minute or I need a break or this doesn't work for me. You know, mm. that I, I, as I know for myself, as well as talking with my friends, my cousins, other women that I interview, it's always considered like selfish, you know, mm. that, that that's selfish woman she only thinks of herself so and I'm, I'm sure this comes up when you deal with your clients so how do you mm -hmm. like, like, how, like, like speak to that that's that's the reason I was laughing after I said choose you, right. you I knew, knew that I knew people were thinking choose you choose you in every instant isn't that selfish it is not selfish you're only as good to the world and those around you as you are to yourself it doesn't matter what facade you put on so if you if you if if you look at it from a biblical perspective or just a spiritual perspective you can only love others if you love yourself and that's one of the foundations in my work i help my clients to like everything about you the good the bad the ugly the in between you have to come to a space where you accept it and you love it just as it is we're not painting anything we're not coloring anything it's about acknowledging that just as you are in this moment you're good enough you're perfect you're perfectly you you're not perfectly anybody else you're perfectly you and as soon as you can accept and embrace that 
You can stand in your truth. And standing in your truth means that you can put you first because you know that you're only as valuable and as useful and as beneficial to your family, to your business, to your workplace, to your society, your community, as you are to yourself. If you don't look after you, trust that you're going to be replaced. You, the, the difference is your purpose is yours alone. So if you run yourself into the ground, you go through burnout, whatever it is, not to say that you can't recover, but for the time that you're recovering, you're outside of your purpose. You're outside of fulfillment. You're outside of peace. So you're striving to get back into alignment. So choosing you is the showway to alignment and to allow you to give of your best to the world. It's not selfish. It's the most unselfish thing you can do. I know a lot of people won't agree, but it's, it's one of the spaces where I disagree with a lot of coaches. It's the most unselfish thing you can do is to choose you because you're not choosing you from a space of selfishness. You're choosing you because you know it's the way that you can give of your best. Yeah. I, I hope that helps. You know, <laughs> yes, yes. I guess be, because I am... <clears throat> I'm just looking at my time. I, we got a, a few more minutes. Um, you know, because I have worked with, you know, I'm, I'm a social worker, a, mm. a clinical therapist. So I've worked with a lot of African-American women. And I think the, the main thing that we're talking about here is a sense of self-esteem, you know, confidence or self-confidence. Because I think what it really boils down to is the feeling that you're not good enough or you're not worthy, you're not mm -hmm. deserving. Because if mm -hmm. you don't feel, right, if you don't feel that you are worth it or you don't feel that you're worthy, then you have a hard time saying, I choose me. Or I, mm -hmm. you know, so I find that, I find that with this work, whether, you know, any, any sort of coach, I don't care even if you're, if you're a business strategist, right? And mm -hmm. people come, come to you, they're going to have to, to a certain extent, they're going to have to deal with mindset. And that may, you know, you can phrase it however you want to phrase it, right? But it all boils mm. down to how you feel about you. And if you feel that you are worthy, if you feel that you are deserving, right? Because Absolutely. otherwise, you know, like, what, what are we doing here? And I, and I think what happens is, and this this came up in another another um, interview, was that a lot of people operate out of titles. You know, oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a therapist. I'm a doctor. Mm. I'm a I'm a this, I'm a that, you know what I mean? And and even though we have all of these titles, we have all of this, we had these nice cars, we had these beautiful homes, you know, we, 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 we had beautiful children, beautiful relationships, we look good on paper, we look good on Facebook for that five mm -hmm. minutes, take a picture in front of our brand new house and stuff like that. But like an onion, once you start peeling back those layers, you find that on the inside, people really don't feel worthy. You know what I mean, and 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 until you fix, until you take the time to 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 repair that, and really, yes. you said accept yourself for who you truly are, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because you, you can't yeah. have an idea of your purpose and where you're going, or truly mm. even be, be happy. How can you manifest any of that, and 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 you don't even really know who you are, or you don't feel worthy at the core. You know, so I, I think we, we, we probably work with a lot of that because it's, it's almost like, I mean, because you're building a foundation, right? You're building yes. a foundation for growth and development, you know, and, you know, we can talk business all day long, 
but business and personal are intertwined. You can't Absolutely. show up. The best you can't. <laughs> you can't you separate them at all. Impossible. Nope. nope, you cannot. So you have to work on that on that foundation. And I really, I really have to applaud you for, um, you know, just just even bringing bringing this forward. You know, because I I know that, that there's a lot of work out there to be done, and I know that there are a lot of women that you know, have a business and want to be successful, you know, and they may do it for a little while, right? But then they mm -hmm. but then they, they, they still end up feeling like second guessing themselves. They still yeah. end up feeling like they're not good enough. They still end up feeling like um, they don't want to show up consistently because people are going to judge them. Mm -hmm. What are people going to say, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. All those types of things. And it's like, if you don't really truly admit that or accept it, you're not going to be able to... Uh, you're not going to be able to properly address it. And it's just going to come Absolutely. Up, absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned the whole concept of the feeling unworthy. And it mm. peels back, like you say, you peel back the layers. Those are the masks that we wear. The titles, I'm mother, I'm father, I'm sister, I'm brother, I'm daughter, I'm a project manager, I'm a supervisor, I am the vp i am a this i am a that i have this or I, those are all masks because behind those masks that's where that's where the meat of the meat of the issue comes in who are you there i always ask the question who are you when no one is looking when you lie in bed at night in the dark who do you see who do you hear speaking back to you that's what you've got to think about what is your soul telling you is your soul telling you well done or is your soul telling you we got some work to do that's when you listen and you hear your soul speaking to you so is your soul speaking you know are you in alignment with your soul or do you have work to do that's the question because it doesn't matter what you have materially and that is not to say there's anything wrong with material gain. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm mm -hmm. simply saying, if you put your worth in those things, we need to talk. You need to talk to somebody. You don't need to talk to me, but you need to talk to somebody because it means that in one way, shape, and to some degree or the other, you're out of alignment. Something's not balanced. You don't have the peace that you desire, the freedom that you desire at the very depth of it so it's about really really being honest and truthful with yourself and like i said learning to love and accept who you are mm -hmm. a couple, so, a couple, i'm glad that you mentioned that whole issue so yeah so i want to go back to that but i want to acknowledge my uh, cousin give a shout out to my cousin hi how are you she just <laughs> oh the lighting every slightest little bit of movement my lighting goes crazy. But thank you so much for joining us. So my, my cousin Kim said she didn't catch it from the beginning, but she's she said, I've heard I've heard a lot, a little bit of her and everything that we've said. So definitely go back and listen to it from the beginning. I know you are not alone. Like I said, <clears throat> one thing may not resonate with one person, but, you know, some, it may resonate with somebody else. And, you know, because we, we all have differences, you know, and everything mm. is unique, you know, and I, but, but I, I'm just saying that for those, and this this show is geared towards those ladies out there who mm -hmm. know that they want to be, you know, yeah. an entrepreneur and have a vision that they want to bring bring to life. But <clears throat> but we're kind of, you know, we're hitting. Some some of us are just kind of like 
hit like like in in these cycles where we are not as active as we should be or we mm-hmm. are really motivated at one time but then we kind of fall off and we have all of this all of this negative self-talk going on in our heads and the thing of it is you are not alone other people may not yeah. admit it but we all we all go through it from time to time but i always look at it like it's it's a yeah. matter of like rebuilding you know and understanding that this didn't just happen overnight and to be forgiving of yourself, right? That it's not going to all go away overnight, but mm. it's going to get better as long as you are aware of it and you are working on it. You are, you know, you have those supports. Like, like, like she mentioned. How do you pronounce your first name again? To learn. To learn. Yes. Like to learn. Mentioned earlier about getting those supports in place. Like admitting you need some help. You know, and whether it's a counselor. I mean, like when I say counselor, like maybe a therapist, like maybe some of us are suffering with clinical depression, you know, or we have we have anxiety so bad that we have panic attacks, you know, and it's okay. nothing to be embarrassed about. I mean, this is life. This is real. Some people don't admit it. But yet every time you look around, they're taking a drink. Right. Mm. That's the point, that anxiety, that nervousness, you know, so get the help that you need. Like I know for me. In terms of entrepreneurship. It made all the difference in the world when I started checking out some of these online communities. I'm like, wow, there are other women out there mm. that are children that have families, have, you know, full time jobs that have a vision, you know, that they're so and so CEO for so and so by day. But then there's such and such at night, you know, with their business. Mm. You know, mm. so that has made the biggest that has that has been one of the biggest things for me that has really helped me is joining a network of individuals that are yeah. like-minded. You know, so get, that that, get the help that you need. Get that is that absolutely key. One Another thing that I would add, um, I'm not sure how much time, I would just like to say that wherever you are in your journey, whether it is that you are pursuing a, a professional part or whether it is that you have a business or you want to incorporate both, maybe you're in full-time work, but you're looking to navigate out. What I would say is, Acknowledge this. You are powerful and your power lies in your ability and your right to choose. And you can choose as many times as you like, as many times as you need to. So choosing once doesn't mean you're stuck with that because you can always choose again. So choose to connect with who you are, connect with your creativity. Give yourself room to just be and express yourself and see what comes up. Sometimes that's all that your soul needs to make magic with you. So give yourself time and space to allow your creativity to to flow through. And you'll be amazed at the impact that would have not only in your personal life, but in your career or your business, because ideas will come forth that you never even thought of. So just allow yourself yourself knows what it's doing <laughs> so allow it room to function yeah so we'll end on this note so let them know if there is a particular program you know or special that you're running now i mean i have included her web address i think i included your your website in the okay. in the narrative here but let them know you know where to find you if there's any particular specials group programs you know, you know, just whatever you have upcoming right now. Right. So you can find me on Facebook. My Facebook page is strive to flourish life coaching.com. I will drop that in the comments in case you want to like my page. 
or I do have a Facebook community, a small, very full, small and intimate Facebook community where I support, support women who are looking to thrive in life and who wants to thrive in all areas of life. Um, that's thriving, professional women thriving authentically in life and business. Um, at the moment, I am promoting a group mentoring program. So it takes it. So let me put that clear. It's a mentoring program. And I mentioned that only because I serve as a coach and this program is designed to give a hybrid. So it's a mix of mentoring, drawing on my own personal experiences and coaching. So that's limited to six people. I've got six spaces open on that program and it's a bridge. So the idea behind that is that I work with you in November and December to create your vision. We get clarity. We look at your values and what matters most to you. And I take you through the first quarter of 2020. So you have a foundation as you go into the new year. So you're able to establish it and then I will bid you farewell if we so choose. Um, and then you can carry on creating your 2020 vision. So that's the program that I'm currently promoting at the moment. And you can most certainly inbox me for further details. Okay. I know, I know, we're, I know we're close to time, so I'll leave it at that. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, excellent. And so again, she's going to add, add her Facebook page into the comments but like I said I, I had all, I, I have her uh, website and I'm pretty sure from the website they can kind of navigate to other areas Absolutely, too. Yes. <laughs> yes certainly so yeah so so definitely and if you guys have any questions or concerns you know please feel free you can add them here to the comments or you can maybe yep. inbox her directly um but Absolutely. yeah but thank you so much for joining us thank and you again, for having me and thank you guys for tuning in Yep, yep, yep. I'm so excited. So excited to chat with you. So let's, we'll, we'll close it out on that note. My name is Jacqueline Kabai Harrison, and this is A Queen's Roundtable Show, which happens every second and fourth Sunday of the month. I bring on a different entrepreneur, and we just basically talk openly and honestly about some of their trials and tribulations, if you will, always leaving you guys inspired, encouraged, and with different techniques to utilize to be able to grow personally as well as professionally. All right. So until next time, ladies, everyone enjoy the rest of your Sunday afternoon, wherever you are. I know I'm Eastern Standard Time Zone, so it's uh, 4 p.m., so still a little bit more of today to go. But enjoy the rest of your Sunday evenings, afternoons, and I will talk to you ladies again soon. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye.